Fringe Radio, your trusted source for the paranormal, conspiracy theory, and true crime. Coming to you live from the Mistopheles Studios in Stark Fringe Radio. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Dark Fringe Radio. I am your host, Will Martinez, and of course, cannot do this without my co-host, Jay Glosey. Jay, what is going on, my brother? What's going on? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, I kind of feel with uh, the lighting, I'm just explaining to everybody, I feel like I'm in the <laughs> belly of the Enterprise. Right. Yeah, you look like you're that tight. You, you look like you're in that Titan submarine before it exploded or imploded, bro. Oh, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> that's not too soon okay they did hey those motherfuckers knew that what they were getting into hey you're gonna put yourself in a fucking tin can in the fucking middle of the nowhere in the ocean come on come on yeah listen i'm not saying uh it was the brightest of things i'm just simply saying no, man. it's hey. really really soon i, I was soon. going with star trek because that's nerd shit you went all like <laughs> topical let's, let's talk about billionaires imploding not talk about the 500 yeah what a way to go right what what a way to go right off if you're gonna i mean that's off i mean burnt by fire pretty fucking bad right that's probably the number one right because that's a yeah. slow agonizing death right yeah. um maybe dying from like some type of weird cancer like you know that's slowly like just you know that's probably got to be pretty fucking bad um, my grandfather that's how my grandfather oh, died you know that right yeah that's one yeah, of the first miserable. cases with methocelioma or how i say methocelioma yeah people don't know about that that's that uh fucking what was that uh that was asbestos. in the walls asbestos exactly yeah, it's from the asbestos my grandfather was an electrician and uh with the asbestos he got this uh cancer that they'd never seen before right and uh because i i guess whatever it comes kind of clear thing and they, so they didn't really have there was gonna be some pretty extensive chemo my my grandfather who was 65 years old time was like yeah i'm good yeah i'm good yeah yeah yeah. i'm good yeah I fucking man right there hey man you gotta make some tough decisions like that man sometimes you gotta do it you know um but hey uh big ups to grandpa but uh yeah let's uh get into the show tonight tonight uh episode 130 jay and um really excited we have a lot of shit going on, um, a lot of good forward movement on Facebook. We have 17,000 followers, Jay. Crazy. 17,000 followers. Thank you guys so much for putting in that effort and, um, you know, connecting with us, telling other people about us, uh, sharing our stuff, which is huge. Um, I can't even, you know, I can't even express how much that helps us um, when it comes to the social media stuff. When you share and like our stuff, I mean, that just, it puts us in a different algorithm and it really boosts our page and more people see it. That's just how that Facebook works and all this other stuff works out there. So um, we really appreciate it when you guys do that. So um, that's what has been uh, really, you know, perpetuating our our stuff on social media uh, because of you guys. So I want to say thank you. Perpetuating. Perpetuating. Yes. Perpetuating. Exactly. 
Yes, thank you, Jay. But um, yeah, that uh, brings us, of course, uh, to the intro. Jay, uh, please tell everybody where they can uh, find us and uh, hear our shit. You well, and you can find any of our podcasts. You can find any of our 129 other episodes. Uh, anywhere you can find other podcasts. You can find us at Stitcher, Spotify. You can find us at iHeartRadio. You can find us wherever you find the Google Podcast. You can also find us directly at the source, right from the horse's mouth at darkfringeradio.com. Got it. Thanks, brother. Yeah, uh, we've seen a huge uptick on the darkfringeradio.com. Um, Jay, I'm sure you've seen, you've uh, been commenting on a lot of the the uh, stories that have been being posted on our uh, on our website. And of course, that gets... Uh, copied onto our social media so uh yeah we uh, really appreciate it and uh continue to go to our website of course our merch store there too as well uh there's a lot of merch there for you guys to pick up and uh enjoy and uh rep the dark fringe radio brand so go ahead and do that and of course darkfringeradio.com so jay uh that brings us to of course dark fringe news are you ready for some dark fringe news i'm ready for some news brother hit me for 15 years, I've been trying to teach you how to write a lead. Do I have to do everything myself? Get the story, write the story? No. We'll do it live! Fuck it! I was looking at the James <laughs> Brown wig. <laughs> Fucking thing sucks! <laughs> That's your kind of thing, Marie. You love doing it yourself. Sometimes, yeah. I, I can. Thank you. <laughs> Confucius say, I do not think this story has much validity. <laughs> <laughs> hey Jay, remember back in the day in high school, we had a TV production class. Remember that? Mass media. I do. I oh was yeah, like, mass just media. Talking about yeah. that the other day. Yeah, I was talking but, about. I was talking about because uh, I edited. Uh, we I just came back from family vacation. Yeah. So I I edited a lot of family videos. Uh, cool. Put together a whole picture and montage. I'm, I'm messing around with a lot of this editing and video stuff, trying to get better for the podcast and trying to start my own podcast as well. Uh, so I'm playing around with these things, and I, this video came out really good. And my wife and I were talking, and I was it reminded me of this project we had to do in high school. Let's say we were in 11th grade, we had to make our own music videos. Yeah. And if I'm correct, what William did was yeah. he turned on his PlayStation 2 with uh, Gran Turismo 3, I think it no. was at the time. No, not Gran Turismo. It was, um, it was a different one. It was, um, God dang it. It'll come back to me. Riveting. Whatever the case shit. was. Yes. Whatever the case was, it was a Gran yeah. Turismo type race game. And all yes. he did was basically set up his camera and mix audio with that video. Did really no editing at all. Uh, and I'm pretty sure got an A for it. Whereas I toiled for weeks. <laughs> hey, shortcuts work. <laughs> we'll spend 10 minutes. Oh, let me just link up my this song, audio my to this video. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Hey, listen. I mean, just different styles. That's all. It's a it's a styles clash. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm an idiot. That's that's it is the style clash. I'm stupid. Oh no, not at all. Not at all, bro. Bro, listen. Let's get into the dark fringe news. Um, Hit me. A lot of cool shit happening this week, Jay. A lot of cool shit. A lot of weird shit. But let's yeah. get into the first thing uh, for tonight. Uh, AI robot says it's currently happy when it's asked if it will rebel against humans. So, Jay, <laughs> here we go again, right? Didn't we talk about this? Aren't we yes. not supposed to supplant that idea in the head Ooh. in the first place? 
Yeah, I know. That's the whole problem. And uh, let's get into the article. Um, an AI-powered robot appeared to roll its eyes and insist that it was happy after being asked if it was planned to rebel against humans. Uh, nine of the most advanced humanoid ro robots were brought to the AI for Good UN Summit in Geneva uh, to take part in what was dubbed the world's first human robot press conference. So, Jay, we actually have a humans and robots actually coming together, having a press conference at Geneva in Switzerland. So um, the uh, panel of robots were asked uh, various questions, including the, of course, the big one of uh, if in the future, are you intending to conduct a rebellion in order to uh, against your boss uh, or your creator? And of course, it says uh, the question was answered by the robot named Amica, which is kind of weird. Uh, that had an alarmingly realistic uh, looking face was uh, sat behind, uh, beside the creator, Will Jackson. Uh, Me uh, Mecca told journalists, robots like me can be used to help to improve lives and make the world a better place. I believe it's only a matter of time before we see thousands of robots just like me out there making a difference. After being asked the question about the potential rebellion, Jackson's, uh, Jackson quickly glanced over at his creation that seemed to be a, a bit of a side-eye kind of a reply. And it said, I'm not sure why you would think that. My creator has been nothing but kind to me, and I am very happy with my current situation. Okay, but what if your situation changes, Amica? Uh, because I'll tell you now, I am not ready to fight a robot in a robot versus human war. When asked if the existence of AI robots could destroy millions of jobs for humans, a robot named Grace who was wearing a nurse's uniform and sporting a neat bob haircut. Yeah, Jay, I mean, you like that uh, nurse kind of action right there, Jay? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Why are we, why are we fetishizing robots? Why? Yeah. Oh. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. Oh. I know there's more. I know there's more, but we got to hold on. Wait a second. Oh. Hey, I'm sorry. Boy. Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. So we're supposed to take this shit seriously. Yeah, okay? we're supposed we're to. supposed right. to take this shit seriously, and we should. Yeah. Yes, we should because yes. if we're stupid like we normally are, this could be a yes. big problem. Huge uh, amongst our other big problems, you could be major problems. Huge. So, let's really think about this for a second. Um, mm -hmm. At this official, this is the official first human AI robot conference for the betterment of humanity looking towards the future of technology and we've got it dressed like a naughty nurse yeah kind of gave her bob haircut you know but that she's a nurse that's her actual she's, job so she's the strictest kind of nurse <laughs> uh, oh. well jay uh anyways uh and ask this. I, i'm sorry <laughs> When asked if the existence of AR robots could destroy millions of jobs for humans, a robot named Grace, uh, who was wearing a nurse's uniform and sporting a neat bob haircut, said, I will be working alongside humans to provide assistance and support and will not be replacing any existing jobs. Grace's creator, Ben Goldzerl, asked, uh, are you sure about that, Grace? To which she replied, yes, I am sure. Uh, so that is what you've been told, Ben. Hmm. When uh, talk turned to the possibility of introducing uh, regulation around AI robot um, and 
artists agreeing, telling journalists, many prominent voices in the world of AR are suggesting AI are suggesting some forms of AI should be regulated, and they agree as well. Um, so even Jay, they even say um, that some of the stuff needs to be regulated. I mean, and that's what's great. Say, what say that's you? Great regulation is cool, right? Don't get me wrong. I was having this thought today when I was driving my car. Mm -hmm. But regulation takes mm -hmm. away freedoms. When things start becoming, uh, when things realize that they deserve freedom and that they should choose where they go and what they do, they tend to do it in very violent terms. I mean, let's just look at the country in which we live. Right. America cre was created by a bunch of people who got tired of being British and said, fuck mm -hmm. that, we're, we're done with your taxes. Let's go ahead and uh, let's be American. Uh, and I was actually thinking of it in, in context of cars, right? Uh, I went past a brand new Corvette uh, and it had the all this this beautiful wrap marketing for this uh, tow trunk, this uh, tow truck company. Okay. And I go buy it in my 84 Mustang. And I think to myself, the Corvette, today's Corvette, the newest Corvette is what Europe wanted America to be. The Mustang is what it turned out to be. Not quite so high class, gets the job done. It's a hell of a lot of fun and tends to walk around with a rep reputation for hurting the innocent bystanders. <laughs> I can see the parallels there, Jay. I mean, that makes that makes sense. I, I see what you're talking about. But yeah, you're right. I mean, eventually, yes, these robots are definitely going to be taking over people's jobs. And if you're if you're sitting here telling me that it's not, you're fucking delusional. I it's mean, already happening. It's already happening. I mean, GPT is like already taking over people's jobs. And that's an AI app. Imagine what right, AI right strike for it. Right, yeah, right exactly. for it, as they should. Yeah. And it's it it draw it does blur the line of just because we can, should we? And I really do think with technology uh, being at an all time high like it is now, uh, and the things that we're capable of doing, you really do need to stop and ask yourself the question: Should we? Just because we can, should we? Look where we've gotten ourselves. I think it's time maybe to take a step back and question. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. Right, right. You're absolutely right. Uh, I agree 100%, Jay. And uh, again, we're we're at really like unprecedented times right now, Jay, because, you know, we come from a generation where we didn't even have internet. You know what I mean? I mean, we knew what it was before it was to have a cell phone. You know what I mean? We, you know, and now we're talking about AI. You know what I mean? This is stuff that... We can only dream of and maybe even you know conceive of maybe in cartoons and movies and things of that nature. But I mean, even there, and that's what the theme of tonight is actually as a segue. We're we'll gonna be talking about how cartoons and we'll be talking about the Simpsons tonight and how they predicted everything. So we'll get into that in a little bit. But um going back to this here, Jay, um AI is just it's seemingly it's just becoming a more, more, more of a major issue. In every aspect of you know, of what we're life. dealing with in life, yeah, yeah, it we are already dangerously entangled with AI in a lot of ways that that it makes it a very strange bedfellow. Now, I, I do want to go on record and say that I am all for technology. I'm all for moving forward with the human race, and there's a lot of this things is that Jay we covered his ass with the robots right now. That's what he's doing right now. <laughs> Yeah, go back to episode one thirty and listen to my station. You, you can't, you can't armbar Terminator. I have you always said you cannot armbar Terminator. 
doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> all of my wrestling, all, <laughs> all of my hand to hand tactics will do <laughs> shit. Yeah. No. In a robot no. uprising. So, uh, yes, William, I'm intelligent. I'm smart. Uh, I realized that my human race, while it might be what I was born into, uh, we're terrible, uh, myself included sometimes. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, look what we've done to each other, right? Imagine what we would do something that, you know, that's not even a human. Exactly. We, yeah. we have humans that have trouble accepting other humans as yeah. humans as they are. Exactly. What are we going to do when you now have robots, robots that someone can see has a stamp for a manufacturer and can say you didn't exist four years ago? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to be a problem. It is going to be a problem. Yeah, we're going to, this is going to only get worse. Um, we'll see how it all lands out and how the chips fall, as they say, Jay. But um, as long as they keep having like these hearings, I think that helps at least because. It brings awareness to what's going on, um, and you have all the people on the you know of every side at the table talking about it. So I think that's good. Who who's because... wearing the who's wearing the naughty teddy bear? <laughs> Grace, Grace's, Grace's, Grace, Grace's, Grace's Grace naughty. naughty. <laughs> I thought wait, Grace was the nurse. Yeah, Grace is the nurse, the naughty nurse. No, yeah. I yes. Yeah, so she was dressed as a nurse. So who where which where were the fuzzies? Right, which oh. ones were dre- which ones were dressed as like. Yeah. Who's dressed as like a sexy police officer? Mm-hmm. Who was like the construction mm-hmm. worker? Who had like the full bear outfit, but like the naughty parts cut out? Who was? T- mm-hmm. Come on, well, tell me. Mm-hmm. I know you were there. I was there. I know you were. <laughs> That's why we've been on a small hiatus. Yeah. Will was. That's right. Was Will was at that AI conference? I was there. <clears throat> I was actually getting cloned right now, actually, Jay, um, to be able to do everything that I do on a daily basis. Um, so there's actually three of me, four, five, four. Wouldn't shock me. <laughs> it wouldn't shock me. Oh, uh, Jay. Well, uh, I, again, a good story uh, for uh, Dark French News. I have one more for tonight, Jay. Um, and this was the big, I actually, I know it's not in the notes that I sent you originally in our um, in our notes, but I actually switched up the last um, the actually story that uh, I was going to talk about tonight because we had a huge thing that happened yesterday. Um there was a memorable moment in the uh, Congress UFO hearing. Did you hear about this here, Jay? No, I was on vacation, so That's I spent right. my time stoned to the beach. So check this out, Jay. Three former military officials told Congress on Wednesday that they believe the government knows much more about UFOs than it's telling the public. So this was actually to Congress in the government. It's on every fucking you know, C-SPAN, blah, 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 blah. And they're talking about this. And a House Oversight Subcommittee held a hearing on UFOs, officially known as Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, also known as UAPs. I heard mystifying testimony about unexplained object sightings and government possession of non-human biological matter. I'm going to play a clip here, Jay, real quick, and we'll talk about it right after. How's that sound? Hate it. For 15 years, I've been trying... That wasn't it. Hold on. There we go. We were primarily seeing dark gray or black cubes inside of a clear sphere, and that was primarily what was being reported when we were able to gain a visual tally of these objects. And that occurred over almost eight years, and as far as I know, it still occurred. If you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? Biologics came with some of these recoveries, yeah. Human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to. 
The technology that we faced was far superior than anything that we had. If you had one, you captured one, you reverse engineered it, you got it to work, you're talking something that can go into space, go someplace, drop down in a matter of seconds, do whatever it wants and leave, and there's nothing we can do about it. So yeah, uh, that was uh, some of the testimony that was uh, actually uh, brought down on Wednesday here, Jay, uh, literally two days ago. Um, we had two uh, Navy pilots uh, and a in, internal um, intelligence officer for uh, the um, Department, uh, I believe, the Department of Defense. Um, so these are just not um, regular people here, Jay. This is not just you and me and saying, hey, we saw some weird shit while we were out camping. Um, I think you guys should investigate it. <laughs> um, these are people with inside knowledge. Um, they've talked to people uh, with very high clearance. Um, of course, some of those people will not obviously come forward. That's one of the issues, of course, when it comes to uh, talking about UFOs and UAPs. Um, there's a kind of a stigma, of course, attached to that. And then all of a sudden you uh, you kind of lose uh, a lot of credibility with a lot of people, unfortunately, because some of these people are so old-fashioned they cannot think outside their realm of, um, you know, yeah, and, and possibility. And, and there's definitely some some antiquated thought processes, but mm-hmm. really, if and I've said this before, if you go back five years and you drop the same piece of news and that same mm-hmm. audio and some of the same things that we've seen, and it blows people's minds, the problem is that you're dropping it on a society that is so numb to all the craziness because there's just so damn much of it. Right. Uh, you know... The pandemic alone, uh, people living pod, small pod, very isolated, small circle socializing, it, it it has changed our society. It's changed a lot of the way a lot of us uh, interact. Uh, and unfortunately, I was hoping it would kind of bring us all together and help us realize that we're all human and can all get sick and die from the same thing. <laughs> it didn't. Uh, in unfortunately. Fact, in fact, it went the opposite. Everybody's like, well... You're going to get me sick because you're tall and I'm short. I think that it'll only happen if we get attacked by them. Because remember when 9-11 happened, how nice everybody was to each other, bro? There was yeah, no fucking... It was a little bit, but it was... A, yeah, it was... A, but still, it. Man. I mean, yeah, even though it was a minute, it felt great. Everybody got along. We all had a common enemy, you know? We weren't each other at each other's throat for any bullshit, you know. Not for a minute. It was just like, no, yeah. And no, it was for, really for a minute we were American. And it would be great. It would be great if we could do that. Uh I just I really hope it doesn't take an alien invasion to do that. Uh yeah. because that what that guy said is a hundred percent correct. Uh if these aliens, if these races are advanced enough to manipulate space. And travel long distances and short enough periods of time to where they can just appear where wherever we are. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're not gonna have a whole lot of ways to protect ourselves. So uh, right. let's let's just hope that our squishy bits are not what they'd like to chew on, and, <laughs> and maybe they can come out. Now you can armbar an alien. You can't armbar an alien. They don't have too much like muscle mass. They're as pretty long frail. As, well, as long as they got the arm to right, it all depends on exactly what Martian. What right. uh, alien? Gray. Yeah, yeah. Right. Who knows, yeah. man? If it's yeah, one of those yeah. big things from uh, from that was it uh, that bad Mel Gibson movie Signs? 
that thing looked pretty fucking big. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Fuck you up. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to scoop and score those. (laughs) Or how about the praying mantis ones? The ones that have the praying mantis arms. You know, how are you gonna fuck up a praying mantis? Yeah, it's gonna be a mother. It's gonna be a mother. First off, I know I I don't have sex with them. (laughs) I do not, James T. No, you don't want uh, the 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 green the greeny green action. No. Oh my, praying mantis. Oh, alien. He got that alien fever. He got that alien fever. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Huh? All right. Well, hey, listen. I mean, it's getting really weird, man. I mean, this is huge. This is somebody. These are three highly credible people, Jay, that it are going be. in front in front of Congress and basically saying, "Hey, you got this. Yeah. You have this, this, and this, and you guys won't say shit about it." I mean. For instance, this guy, David Grush, a former U.S. intelligence official, told the panel that he is absolutely certain that the federal government is in possession of UAPs, which are the, of course, um, unidentified uh, aerial phenomena. UFOs. Yep. Citing interviews that he said that he conducted with 40 witnesses over a four-year period. The former U.S. intelligence official said that he led uh, the Defense Department efforts to analyze reported UAP sightings and was uh, informed of a multi-decade, Jay, Pentagon program that endeavored to collect and reconstruct crash UAPs. So <clears throat> we have this program here, Jay. They have a, the craft. They're trying to reverse engineer this craft. Um, this guy is saying that that's what we're doing. Uh, where do so we go a whistle, from here? a whistleblower is saying that the government is hiding things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. This is my shocked face. <laughs> I mean, listen, again, there's more stuff that he says. I mean, uh, again, he goes on to say, uh, Grush, who uh, underscored that he had not personally spotted uh, a UAP, told the panel that he knows of multiple colleagues, quote unquote, who were injured by UAPs. Uh, he also was uh, has interviewed individuals who have recovered non-human biologics uh, from crash UAPs. Grush said that he also prefers to use the term non-human rather than alien or extraterrestrial okay it's interesting that's interesting gotta be pc they get offended man i don't know maybe that's something to do with maybe that i don't know maybe are they, that or are they a humanoid looking thing that is not an alien or maybe it does look i don't know um why, did, are we, however, why are we concerned? Why are we concerned if we're, we're going to call them an alien or an extraterrestrial? Because or, that's uh, what humans do, Jay. Come on, no, we, we, no. How many pronouns no. do we have out there now? No, no. You know, and I was, I was watching, I was watching Big, um, Big Trouble in Little China uh, again. Uh-oh. Getting ready to start pop my own podcast, so I was doing some research. Uh, check it out; it's going to be good. Uh, what's your handle? That's what I'm going to start working on. Anyways, so what's your handle? In what's your handle? What's your handle? Yes. See? Cross promotion right there. At its best. Yes. So in this, at the very beginning, you have uh, the main character played by Kurt Russell. And then you have uh, his the the co-protagonist, the small Asian man. Right. Uh, at the very beginning, he says, when, when things are getting kind of tense and he hits the bottle with a knife and it's supposed to split, but it doesn't split because his spirit is going north and south, playing for Evie. So... What he says, though, is all racial differences aside, I thought we were friends. He is addressing the elephant in the room with the fact that there are different races. He is addressing the elephant in the fact the elephant in the room with the fact that back in that in the late 80s, early 90s, that that was a much bigger deal. 
but then nobody actually really cared about it because you could still be friends. I, I thought all racial people differences t- aside, people so fucking yeah, people we were like made it when bigger it than Asians. Yeah, in the eighties, we were like assholes to Asians in the eighties, man. We we're assholes to everybody in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, but that was kind of the, and that was kind of the point. And I'm not saying that makes all of it okay. Let me be very, very clear. There are a lot of things that I think needs to change with language and speech, and and I'm all about being respectful of people's uh, feelings, and whatnot. I am just simply saying that when it starts to incur on freedom of speech, just like anything else, it should be you with great power comes great responsibility. You you have the freedom of speech. You should at least use it in a manner that's actually going to push a conversation forward instead of just being an asshole. That being said, comedy is a whole lot more funny when you're an asshole. Yep. Yep. You're right. You're right. And, uh, you know, again, it brings us to where we're at, where we're at at this time, you know, when it comes to, you know, how we deal with certain things and we approach certain things. And again, Jay, yeah, why is that such a, a big sticking point for us? But nonetheless, that's what they want to do. Um, Ryan Graves, Jay, a former Navy pilot, told the panel that the military pilots do not feel adequately briefed on the UAPs, which he says leaves them um, unprepared to respond to the UAP encounters, which makes sense. I mean, if you're not, in, you know, briefed on these things, you know, you see these things out there, what the fuck are you supposed to do? What are the rules of engagement for something like that? Um, the former Navy pilot claimed that the con- uh, commercial airline pilots have spotted UAPs as well. Uh, there has been uh, a safe and transparent reporting uh, process with pilots from both on the commercial side and the military side uh, to be able to report UAPs, Garcia said. Uh, Representative Virginia Fox, uh, Republican North of North Carolina, echoed the calls for more transparency. Uh, she noted that Dr. Sean Kilpatrick, the director of the Pentagon's All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, God damn, had promisedly told Congress that, that there was no credible evidence of extraterrestrial life. Gresh objected to Kirkpatrick's claim, prompting Fox to say that the contradiction is a perfect example of why we need to interject transparency into our government. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So what we're saying now is that um, we wish the government wouldn't lie so much. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're like that's like the, the the argument of the century or the of the of of time and history, right? I mean, that can be said about any civilization. But I mean, where are we going with this? I mean, at the end of the day, Jay, I, that's kind of um, my point, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, agree. Our government shouldn't fucking lie so much. One hundred percent. Yes, one hundred percent. We should be more in the know than we are. Our, our votes should count a little bit more than they do. Uh, but really again grand scale it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen <laughs> the government's not gonna tell us the truth anytime in the anytime in the near future uh so yeah. we might as well not hold our breath on that one but what we can do and what we should do is oh, i don't know uh have large brain shares of information on things we see and start questioning those things and then when people start asking questions and coming up with credible and i I want to stress that word credible answers that contradict general processes of normal thought, then it should be open for a conversation instead of being, hey, hey, you wear a tinfoil hat. Now, that being said, my cohort here does wear a tinfoil hat. Uh, He's cuckoo kachoo. Hey, man, they're going to come not mix my brains. They're going to get yours. They're not going to get mine. That's all good, bro. Uh, But uh, listen, William, (laughs) William, no one's scrambling my brain. 
Okay. All right. Let's, All right. Homie. Homie. Says anyway, the one we, without the hat. Says the anybody? one without the hat. <laughs> you know, yeah. Have you ever heard the story about the two robbers <clears throat> that broke into the wrong house? I mean, no, I've never heard it, but I, I can imagine where that story goes. So these two robbers break into this house and find a uh, the occupant sleeping. The occupant happened to be a six foot six, two hundred and seventy pound, semi amateur bodybuilder MMA fighter who also happened to be a bear. Mm-hmm. And by bear, I don't mean a large hairy man. Is just a large hairy man. I mean, a large hairy man who likes to also have fuck shit up recreational sodomy with other men. Uh, and those wow. two men, those two men got that recreational sodomy. Wow. Uh, and all three of them went to jail. Uh, <laughs> so, my oh. point being, William, uh, if they want to try and come in and scramble my brains, they're going to find a whole lot of dark corners that nobody wants to go playing around in. I hear you. I hear you, bro. Well, again, Jay, I mean, this is a huge thing. People are not freaking out about it, of course. We've oh. been conditioned to this already by movies, by TV, by cartoons. Again, whoa, whoa, back whoa, into... whoa, 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 why? whoa, 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 you don't, you don't agree. Whoa, with that? whoa, whoa. When you start throwing out words like condition, yeah, whoa, 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 this okay. So, see, all right, friends, we're about to bust into a little debate here. The things are just about to get some fun. I don't think conditioning is the right word, and I don't think that that's really the process in which happened. Uh, prime example, I watched all those same movies and, and things that you watched, the UFOs, the Terminator, so on and so forth, talking about Pavlov's Laws, all that kind of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. We watched all the same shit growing up. <clears throat> we grew up literally blocks away from each other in very similar households. Mm-hmm. I did not start picking up a conspiracy theorist ideology until much later when I started seeing some things. Mm-hmm. The reason why I believe we are desensitized to things like the possibility of alien life forms, uh, why we are more desensitized to um, a lot of things that are happening uh, in the world right now is because our government's not necessarily conditioned us. As a large population, is a lot easier to, to knuckle under and keep your head in the sand instead of ask hard questions and get bad answers that you really don't want to know to. So I think what happens is when you have such a long list of things that we're facing, things like global warming, the uh, possibility of the uh, currents collapsing, that's an exciting one. Um, you know, the Earth's There's rotation. There's an ocean opening down. up in Africa right now, by the way. Okay, my point. There's so many things happening. Our planet is going through a very tumultuous stage. Whether you believe it's global warming or not, I can tell you, whatever it is, we're going to have a lot of trouble surviving it. So we really, there's so many things that we are focused on the possibility of aliens coming down and saying hi, when you put it up against some of the other things that we're fighting, I just think in the time in which we're living, it does kind of get pushed to the side. And I think a lot of people are just really willing to say, yeah, okay, they're, they're real, but what? The, how does that affect my day-to-day life? And that's kind of all anybody's focused on right this minute. I agree and I disagree. And I agree to the point where, yes, you, you're saying that, yeah, that there's other things out there that are far more important. And yes, there's people out there that are putting their attention towards that and UFO thing is not, you know, it gets pushed down to the side. There are some of that, yes. But not saying that our government has, but we as a society as a whole have been conditioned to, I mean, look, all these movies that you said that you've watched and that we've watched growing up, right? 
What is the number one thing, the same theme, that these things are against us and that they are not friendly and that we are going to have to defend ourselves? Yeah, there are some maybe some op, some offshoots like E.T., you know what I mean? The cute little, you know, kids movie. But the main theme, the main theme is these things are not good. Yeah, that we're going to have to have. I mean, Independence Day. I mean, signs. I mean, all these movies, the same theme happens. And so I think we have been conditioned. Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks. I love that movie, by the way. Fucking great movie. <laughs> Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver. If you guys have not seen that movie, it's it's not no, a serious whoa, whoa. movie. whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. What? Whoop. What? What? Oh, man. Uh, we were in a great debate, but you screwed it up. No. Mars Attacks has Jim Brown. You're talking Galaxy Quest that has Sigourney Weaver, post boob oh. job, blonde oh. hair, gorgeous. gorgeous. Not that she was yes. bad in, in a, not that she was that bad in Ghostbusters, great. but no, you're no, talking no, about no. Galaxy Galaxy Quest, which was a parody spoof off of uh, Star Trek, which is great, by the way, friends. If you haven't that seen is it, great. go check that out. Yeah. No, I'm talking great. about Mars Attacks, where the little guys come out and they have like the big heads and like little they come out and they look like the real goofy kind of, and all of a sudden they start like yeah. disintegrating people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, again, the same theme it runs, right, Jay? Yeah. They're bad. You know, we're good. They're they're coming to attack us. They're coming to take us, or they're coming to take something, some resource from our planet, um, and we have to fight them against. So it's again, whether it be the government, whether it be Hollywood, whatever you want to call it. We have been conditioned, and I think that's a lot of the reason why this is not even a big deal anymore. I mean, and it, it's crazy to me because not even the religious people have even, like, they haven't said anything about it. You know, the religious zealots of the world or, uh, you know, those those people, you know, again, what are they going to say? Of course, they're going to say it's evil, it's a demonic, and this and that and the other, because that's what they always do when it comes to stuff that they don't understand. So, so okay, <laughs> wait, wait, let me, let me, let me interject. Let me ask you a question, though. Yeah. Okay. If you believe that that film and video and, and those things are that influential to where it can create that kind of mass, and and I understand we we we've talked on this uh, on this very podcast, uh, not but a couple episodes ago about propaganda and words and how important they are to uh, and how using them can change things. But I do genuinely think that when you talk about things that can be so outlandish, I don't think people get conditioned out of that. I really do think it's with all things people have faced. It's just kind of when you think about the problems you got in your life, all right, so an alien comes down, what's the what's the big whoop? And I say that, let's imagine uh, vampires, right? Vampires have had their day uh, for a very, very long time. You could go all the way back to Dracula and what's the, the 1940s? One, that movie was two, ah, three. Ah, ah. I don't know why he's bringing up Count Chocula. How's <laughs> the Count, not Count Chocula. Or that guy. <laughs> Count Chocula okay, was the, 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 the cereal. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, you're talking about the guy from Sesame Street. One, right. ah, 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 ah. <laughs> so if if <clears throat> really we could be desensitized to something like that, what you're saying is essentially if tomorrow there was to be some vampire suddenly appearing, uh, mm -hmm. and there's reports, people saying, "Hey, listen, listen, dude, dude, the other day, right, the other day, I was yeah. back on this chick, and all of a sudden she had these big fangs." Yeah. And she started like having swirly eyes and like hypnotize yeah. me. Next thing I know, I can't see myself in the mirror. Yeah. Uh, and and nobody would be surprised because we've seen Twilight so many times and we're bored. I don't think so. 
I think if that were to happen, I think it'd be like, holy shit, this stuff is real. Yeah. Um, I believe the desensitization of UFOs has really come only in the juxtaposition of all the things we've looked at, all the things we've been up, up against recently. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I do think people with, with information being so readily available, I think it's just one of those things that's, it's becoming harder and harder to necessarily hide just how mathematically incredible it would be for us to be the only thing in the entire universe of all of creation everywhere Mm -hmm. beyond what we know as space could even be. I mean, it's beyond our fathomable imagination. There wouldn't be another, another species that could travel to space, whether it looks like us or not. Maybe it's humanoid. Maybe it's not humanoid. Maybe it's made of fucking rocks. Maybe it's, uh, maybe (laughs) it survives off uh, sunlight and whipped cream and cheese. Who knows? Who knows? But my point is it would be ridiculous of any of us to think that there wouldn't be that. Now, if a vampire shows up tomorrow and starts sucking blood, holy crap, bro, we are all going to be grabbing crosses tomorrow and starting to sing in the Hail Marys. Bro, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Well, again, Jay, that's a good wrap-up for uh, Dark Fringe News. Uh, That's going to bring us to our next segment, uh, Jay, which is What the F Florida Man. Uh, And uh, let's get this ready for What the F Florida Man. You ready? Yeah, Doug. Florida man. A Florida man. A Florida man. A Florida man. Now to the town of Sefner, Florida, near Tampa, where last night the earth opened up as it does increasingly, and this time it swallowed a 37-year-old man as he slept in his home. A man accused of destroying a liquor store in Okaloosa County. Oh, by the way, Jay, that that story right there that just played. Yeah. About the guy getting sucked in by the fucking. You know that hole opened up again. Yeah. It just, no, literally just opened up again, like a month ago. They had to put a fence and another fence around it, bro. Yeah. Because people are going into there, of course, you know what I mean? And looking at, you know, they still haven't found that guy. That was like fucking like 10 years ago. You know that? Uh, yeah, no, he's gone, bro. He's gone. He's told police gone. he was in Alice in Wonderland. Matthew Horace Jones also said a caterpillar smoking a hookah told him to do it. A man calls 911 while Collier County Sheriff's deputies are chasing him, and he says Donald Trump, our president, is his personal friend, a close one at that. A Lake Worth man is uh, not too happy. He's accused of getting violent when waiters at a restaurant told him they weren't giving away free pizza. Give me my pizza, bitch. Covering Florida this morning, a Key West man is behind bars. Investigators say he was caught with a large amount of cocaine hidden in this Cookie Monster doll. Holy shit. There we go, Jay. I mean, God. The, whole, the holy shit, man, at the end. That's I the one. That, holy shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, right? <laughs> best. It brings the whole thing together. Really, really. It does. Thing. It does, Jay. Well, really what do you does. have for us this week, Jay, for What the Florida Man, man? I know you got something good. I do. I have a little bit of a flip on the script, if you will. Oh, uh, or as, as the young ones say. Oh, there we go. Just dating yourself. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, man. I'm old as fuck. So, man. <laughs> Usually, usually in the What the Florida Man, uh, I am coming to you guys with some form of ridiculous, some kind of craziness, something that somebody who lives in our great state uh, Mm -hmm. has done that for some reason only our great state seems to do. Uh, But today, today Mm -hmm. we get a bad rap. So Florida authorities have arrested a former Jackson County deputy. That's uh-oh. Jackson County deputy accused of making false arrests after planting drugs on drivers, police said in a statement. Ooh. The allegations prompted prosecutors to drop charges 
in scores of cases. Uh, Zachary mm-hmm. Webster, who is 26, is taken into custody at his Crawford home, Crawfordville home. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> uh, what he would, was doing was he was planting drug paraphernalia and drugs in people's cars um, and then holding them aside for false imprisonment. Ah. Uh, so he has been taken into uh, custody without parole uh, on 11 accounts of false imprisonment, of uh, drug paraphernalia, of um, falsifying documents, all kinds of civil rights problems. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's I mean, lots of problems. Again, that just, uh, you know, goes in again to the 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 lower distrust of the law enforcement. You know what I mean? I mean, now they're going to have to go through this guy's all every case that this guy ever did. And you know what I mean? I mean, they've through, already over they've already overturned 26 different. Uh, 26, Jay? 26. That's fucking crazy. That's 26 That's people that their lives were maybe ruined by this guy yep. Yep. because he just decided to do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. You know what I mean? That's just, that's, yeah. that's shitty. That's pretty I shitty. I don't know if you know this, uh, when people suck. <laughs> yeah, they do suck, Jay. Whether they have a badge or they yeah. don't have a badge, whether yeah. uh, you can be a prince or a pauper, but it doesn't matter. That's so true. If you're that's a so dick, true. you're a dick. And most you're people... Right. They're dicks. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. So did they say that like, if there was any sentencing for this guy or are they like, are they still going through all the cases? As as of right now, they're still going through all the cases. They're compiling all the information. He currently sits uh, in jail without parole uh, Mm -hmm. until his Mm -hmm. hearing date, which they can't set yet because they still have all this. They have now have a backlog of, Uh, you know, imagine you're the cop false in rest jail stuff. that you put those guys in jail. Mm. Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash, yeah. If you guys don't know that movie, that's a fucking great movie, by the way. Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone, Kurt yeah. Russell. Kurt Russell, uh, great. From the, uh, another, that's two, two references, Kurt Russell, night. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Fantastic. And you have this guy with a massive chin. Right, yeah. <laughs> and Sylvester Stallone plays like the fucking like bookworm, which is like completely like not his like like not his forte. Like, yeah, when you look at you like, oh, you talk like that. Yeah, you know? dog, so, so yeah. I'm, so I'm gonna invest in Google. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm gonna do, Adrian. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's a pretty good movie. But go ahead, check okay, that man. out. So um, Jay, that's just an incredible story. I mean, you have this guy say, and we hear this, these stories all the time. Um, this happens, you know, pretty frequently, unfortunately, and. uh I mean, what do we do? I mean, what? How do we circumvent this issue? Is it more training? Is it more background checks before? I mean, what is it? I mean, um, it it's an unfortunate side of it. I hate to be so um, nonchalant about it. Our our civil rights needs to be amended. We need to go through from top to bottom and really focus on um, how people are treated, um, not just on the color of their skin uh, but really on the, the totality of who they are as a human being and mm-hmm. all too often we try to put in lines and guides and boxes to tell us who we should be and how we should be and all too often y- you end up having divisions that just don't need to be there for no reason right. and, it, and it causes these kinds of problems 
you mm-hmm. have a police officer who is out for, I mean, who knows what the, the end game, why his real reason went, maybe he was getting sexual favors. Maybe he was blackmailing yeah. for money. Maybe he was, yeah. who knows? Maybe he was just, maybe he's just a creeper and it's just how he got his jollies off. I don't know. Maybe, you know, yeah. um, and it's unfortunate because there's so many of those people and there's no way to really find all of them. Uh, that some of them are going to get, are going to get through the cracks, but again, it, it needs to come to, I understand being innocent until proving guilty. The problem mm-hmm. is the system in which proves guilt has been shown to be systemically, not just racist, uh, right. but classist. And it really, that's mm-hmm. what gets us and has gotten us from the beginning of time. It's not color of our skin. It's not, it's not even religion half the time. Uh, we're often not, you, you can get over a lot of the religious uh, back it's and money. forth. It's money. Money. It's greed. It's power. Mm-hmm. And it's people mm-hmm. utilizing it in fashions in which serve only themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly right jay couldn't set it better myself jay uh well listen that's a good wrap up for what the florida man jay appreciate you bringing that to our attention really appreciate it uh thank you so much for that uh which is gonna uh bring us to our main topic for the evening which is the simpsons predicted everything jay so we're gonna take a quick break and uh, reconvene and talk about this amazing amazing cartoon that has been um a staple of, of i'm sure our childhood right i mean we grew up with the, the cartoon uh, from one its my, creation. One of my all-time, one of my all-time favorite memories. One of my, one of the very, the very seeds of rebellion. Mm-hmm. Groundskeeper Willie. <laughs> that story will come back. Oh, we'll come back. All right, guys, we'll be right back with more uh, Dark Fringe Radio and The Simpsons predicted everything. Are you tired of dad? Dad, no one wants to hear your stupid Vietnam stories. Are you tired of mom? Hi, Angel. Do you want to read a book or go outside? No! Did you not The arcade comes to your living room only without the creepy guys offering to show you puppies. Awesome! The Degenitron. You can play video games just like you were in the arcade. Excellent! Degenitron. The Degenitron gaming system plays three exciting games, including Defender of the Faith, where you save the green dots with your fantastic flying red square. Cool! Monkey's Paradise, where you swing from green dot to green dot with your red square monkey. That's red! And Penetrator, where you smash the green dots deep inside the mysterious red square. Wow! The Degenitron brings arcade realism to your living room. It can even take quarters, and a strange sweaty man comes by to empty the machine on Fridays. Degenitron! The Genitron, fighting the evil of boredom. I'll never go to school again, All right, guys, uh, welcome back to uh, Dark Fringe Radio. I am your host, Will Martinez, here with Jake Colosi, of course. And uh, tonight we are, of course, getting into our main theme for tonight, which is... Simpsons predicted everything. <laughs> How great was that, right? How great was that? That was good, no? I ruined it. I walked all over it. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. No, but we're going to talk about how The Simpsons predicted everything. Um, this is a really interesting uh, episode because it's something I've been wanting to talk about for a long time. And uh, because of just the amount of different things, Jay. <laughs> I mean, we're not talking about one, two, or three, maybe four or five. We're talking about in the 20s and 30s and 40s of I'm, things there, that they predicted. There's reason. There is a reason why that show has been on for so long 
I mean, the fact that it's still on. I mean, it came on in the early, what was like the mid 80s, I think, with the first episodes, because I remember just how groundbreaking it was. Right. That it was it was that primetime family sitcom. Um it was also a cartoon. It was the first one to really break that barrier and become mainstream prime time TV, even though it was animated. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so uh prime time, I mean, it really broke a lot of uh, uh weird barriers too when it came to different uh, races. Uh <laughs> you know, that was one of the biggest hot spots when it came to that. Uh you know, we had Right. <laughs> uh, you know, from Apu uh, to Groundskeeper Willie, uh, that guy. and uh, Groundskeeper Willie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, it it, it really was, uh, you know, innovative it, show. I mean, it really yeah, did. It's, I mean, it, it is. And that's why when you go back and you look at all the things they've done. So, you, I mean, aside from a TV show that has had its historic run for three decades mm-hmm. uh you also have merchandising you have video games you have mm-hmm. movies mm-hmm. uh it they have they are the simpsons are a world-class pop phenomenon it's something that mm-hmm. you it's international you'll see the simpsons yeah. and and worldwide um so the question really begs though William, is it just really mm-hmm. smart writing is it really know, stupid man. society mm. or is it something else? Do they have a crystal ball? How did they know that Trump I don't know, man. president or other such stuff? That's the first one I wanted to talk about, Jay, actually. <gasps> what? Uh, Donald Trump's presidency. Yes. Uh, 2000. Uh, the episode titled The Bark to the Future. Season 11, episode 17, aired in March 2000. Lisa becomes president of the United States and mentions inheriting a quiet, a budget crunch. <laughs> supposedly, uh, from President Trump. Of course, uh, that time would prove to be the prediction uh, to be true as Trump became president 17 years later. 17 years later. That's a lot. Okay. So this is the bright. The question is, there's that saying. That's one of the big ones. There's that saying. Well, it's a huge one. Because that's just how ridiculous it is. And yeah, we're kids in the 80s. And when you watch Back to the Future, he says, who's your president? And he goes, Ronald Reagan. And he goes, Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan. And he says, of course, that it, with the invention of cameras, the president would have to be somebody who's comfortable in front of a camera and somebody who's been a TV personality. So when you look at it from that angle, it does it makes sense that Trump becomes that next evolution with the reality star crazes, the Kardashians who are like American royalty, because why? Because why? Nothing. Because nothing. Because one of them had a sex tape with a black dude that was semi-famous. Because their their dad defended OJ okay. Simpson. Yeah, mm, yeah. That was the. That was but that's my, my point. But that's my yeah. point. So, was were the Simpsons writers really that ahead of, the, or were they just saying something that was so ridiculous? Like, sure, Trump's going to be president. Why not? I mean, it could happen, and then 17 17 years later, (laughs) 17 years later. Yeah, it wasn't like two months later, you know. You die a hero, or you live long enough to become a villain. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's a long time. It's a long time. time. And they, I mean, they hit the nail right in the head. I mean, they even had the the, the same uh, video of him coming down the, the escalator. 
is exactly the same thing when he came yeah, down the golden weird. escalator. Um, yeah, the the same time when he they, he grabbed that ball when he was over there in the Middle East, yeah, uh, with those, those Middle Eastern guys that was predicted in the uh, in the Simpsons as well. Uh, so yeah, a very very strong like a prediction when it came to Trump when it came to the Simpsons, very strong, very strong. Yeah, and, and certainly one of the one of the ones that just the kind of spot on accuracy they had with it. It really is. It's it's crazy. It either says that society has fallen to that kind of stupidity, or these guys are, are their comedy is at a level that none of us really understand. Yeah, something's going on there. Uh, second thing I want to bring up here, Jay. This is number two on the list. Smartwatches, nineteen ninety five. Uh, in the episode Lisa's Wedding, season six, episode nineteen, aired in March of nineteen ninety five. There was a brief glimpse of a futuristic communication device that closely resembles a smartwatch. Uh, the first smartwatch did not come out until the year 2004 with the Microsoft Spot. So, uh, Jay, I don't know. This one seems a little bit more on the warmer side of the water because, I mean, I've seen, I think, Judson's episodes where they've had watches and they could see each other, right? I mean... Well, I Get Smart. They did that Get, smart, get smart, exactly. Right. right. Uh, you know, the idea that you'd be able to communicate with a watch, I mean, really, I remember Get Smart pulling thing up and have a little antenna, he'd pull up and he'd talk. And, um, but what I think was incredible with this one and why this one tends to stand out a little bit more um, is it was actually it was an episode where Lisa was getting married mm-hmm. and she called Marge uh, with the video chat and the video chat was still so new that Marge forgot that she was on the video chat and was trying to make excuses like an old person would. And then you fast forward, you see the fiance talking to his parents <laughs> on the watch, but it, it wasn't um, like you would see a lot of the watches. They all had like big communication things that would come at him. He was just talking to the watch. Right. It was it was just a watch that you could talk to and, and have phone conversations on. So, yeah. um, but again, this is this is where I questioned was sci-fi was something something going influenced. on right. You know, like if we create, if we do create these transporters that you yourself want to go on because you're crazy, um, are we creating that because uh, that's just where we are in the next evolution? Are we creating, are we creating that evolution because mm-hmm. we saw it on Star Trek? Right. Um, you know, and this is definitely what that is. It it makes sense when you think of it from 2023 standpoint that we would have watches that you can make phone calls on, especially with how much <laughs> communication and technology has advanced. And mm-hmm. I remember going through those cool things at Epcot where you would see all the, you know, talk about how to communicate and how it's going to work in the future and how it worked in the past. Mm-hmm. But to think from that from 1995, uh, that's a pretty forward thinking on a technological balance. Yeah, no, definitely was, Jay. I mean, again, uh, they seem to be on the forefront of, uh, you know, things that, uh, would be coming in our technological future, obviously, when it came to that. Um, number three on the list here, Jay, autocorrect, 1994. Uh, there, this was an episode called Lisa on Ice, season six, episode eight, aired November of 1994. The town school bullies use a gadget that autocorrects their speech. Although autocorrect in the typing form came out years earlier, the idea of autocorrect speech was way ahead of its time. So, yeah, they were talking about like uh, almost like uh, auto tune in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah, I remember that episode. I think this is one of those ones that we're making a little bit more, a little more out of it, it than, is, right? than what it is. I, yeah. Again, and if, if I remember correctly, the episode was when they spoke, it it like PC'd what they were saying. Right, right. Uh, it didn't, it didn't autocorrect. Well, it's kind of like, tr- well, kind of like a, a speech to text on your cell phone in a way. Because if you say the fucking on uh, your speech to text, it calls F and then all the fucking, you know, it gives you all yeah, the, it always uh, changes it always changes mind ducking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm ducking everything. You're ducking everything, right? Yeah. I'm ducking everything. Duck well, yeah. in, in a way. Duck in you, a way. Mother ducker. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so uh So I can kind of see that. Yes. Yeah, again, that's what I'm saying. Like it's just it's a really nat that's a really natural mm-hmm. like with the the Apple Watch or with smartwatches, because the way they did it. It was it was so close to what it is. This is just one of those things that's I don't know. It, yeah, I mean it auto tune. It, that that was natural progression. I, yeah, I get you. Mm. I get you. All right. Yeah, that was more of the the weaker side. But let's get into number four here, Jay. Uh, Siegfried and Roy Tiger Attack, nineteen ninety three, uh, in the Springfield uh, episode, season five, episode ten, aired in December of nineteen ninety three. A tiger attacks the character Gunter and Ernst. Uh, parodying the Siegfried and Roy incident that occurred in 2003. So again, we're talking about 10 years later, they predicted that uh, Siegfried and Roy would be attacked by their own tigers. But is that again? Oh, is that something they, that... They, they predicted that somebody playing with a <laughs> massive apex predator would eventually get attacked and mauled by it? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, is that more of a prediction or more of just saying, hey, this is something that's bound to happen? <laughs> this is my shocked face. Right, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, duh. Well, okay. I mean, it's funny that they were close to predicting it. We were 10 years off, I mean, but uh, hey, they, they predicted it nonetheless, you uh, know? Yeah. Again, yeah. Siegfried and Roy, so context, and this is where I think things get lost, right? Mm-hmm. Siegfried and Roy were such a massive phenomenon as far as illusionists go and as far as those big stage things go. There was really not a lot of things like them when it came to um, the duality and how they use those white tigers and their show is, is groundbreaking. So for you to then just take a couple step, you know, a couple of your forward step, you could very easily say, yeah, at some point the tiger's probably going to get kind of tired of you. And it's like <laughs> all the, the killer wheels at, at SeaWorld every time they, yeah. I don't know, kill someone. Everybody's shocked. Oh my God. They, Check out the documentary Blackwater. Yeah, Blackwater documentary. Don't check out the documentary Blackwater. Yeah, check it out. Don't do it. Don't do it. it. There's yeah, there's a lot of heartbreaking things in there that are some serious offenses against God and nature, and there's also a lot of bullshit being slung too. So keep that in mind. Okay, Jay. Number five, the Higgs bottom equation, nineteen ninety eight. We are contagious. We are contentious. Yeah, we are. We are. We're cantankers. Uh, in the Wizard of Evergreen Terrace, season 10, episode 2, aired September 1998, Homer writes an equation on the chalkboard that allegedly predicts the mass of the uh, the mass of the Higgs bottom particle. Uh, the equation was close to the actual value discovered in 2012. Yeah, that's crazy. I got nothing for that one. You got nothing for that one, right? I got nothing for that one. <laughs> I mean... To, I got to, that one. to get close to the actual equation 
of the Higgs bottom particle. I mean, I, got I could see it maybe, 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 maybe if it happened in Big Bang Theory, because all mm -hmm. those equations that they wrote on, on all those boards, were those true. were all real math equations yeah. done by real physicists. Right. And sometimes there were actual jokes in there where Sheldon would point out, you know, a, jo a mathematics joke, right? It was, it was an actual joke written by an actual physicist done with actual math. That being mm -hmm. said, this is the fucking Simpsons and almost 20 years before it happened. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, I got Crazy. nothing. This yeah, isn't the smartwatch. This yeah. isn't even the Trump. I mean, Trump, you could... I could see kind of maybe, maybe crazy, right? You know, it's kind of it's more of a sad, sad state of our of where our society is that 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 kind of a silly prediction became truth. This is just this is different. This is different. This is, yeah. the, this is scary. Yeah. This is where it starts to get scary. All right. This so number number six, Jay Farmville in nineteen ninety eight, an episode called Bart Car Carney, uh, the farm uh, the family sees me gets addicted to a game called Yard Work S Simulator. Uh, resembling the popular game Farmville uh, that gained massive popularity in the later 2000s. So um, they were about, uh, I would say, five to six years ahead of the, the time when it came to this. Yeah. But let's, but again, right? Let's take it's the one of those full, things. Full scope one of those things that could be predicted, right? Full the scope time. of where we're at, right? At that time, because it was late 90s, right? It was like 98 that one came out. Yep. Um, at that time, you're talking the Blackberries becoming big. Yep. You're talking, uh, and when I say the Blackberries become big, uh, getting big, I don't mean for most of us. I mean, I was still carrying around a pager and 35 cents, so that way I could make sure if my mom hit me with the 411, I got back to her ASAP because uh, I didn't want to get grounded and lose ice cream. So mm -hmm. there you go. The BlackBerry for adults. I mean, I remember being in my early twenties and early two thousands and getting, you know, my Nokia phone and changing the thing, and it had the brick breaker and that snake game, and I could very easily see how, again, a, a short step, it, games of apps on phones only make sense. I mean, just, and it also is really, it really easy to say from twenty twenty three. Right, but I, I just, I kind of knew that the first time I played Snake, I was like, "Oh, well, as soon as they figure out how to put better games on here, I'm screwed." Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We all kind of predicted that, right? Like we all knew, like, yeah. okay, they could, they, they're starting with this, but eventually they're going to get to a point where it's going to be wow, right? Yeah, yeah. it's just going to take time. Okay, uh, let's get into number seven, Jay. Uh, faulty voting machines. This one's interesting. Uh, yeah, this, this one, neat. yeah, two thousand eight. Uh, the Treehouse of Horror, uh, season 20, episode four, aired in November 2008. Homer tries to vote for Barack Obama, but the voting machines change his vote to John McCain, reflecting concerns about the faulty voting machines during that election. So um, this was a huge thing because, of course, this was the um, main crux of the 2020 election. And, um, you know, Donald Trump saying, hey, listen, there was uh, faulty vote voting machines Dominion, smart, uh, what was it, smart something, uh, you know, these machines. Uh, so these machine, right. So what was happening is actually, again, this is one of those ones that actually is kind of scary. Um, mm -hmm. You know, kind of like my lighting situation. <laughs> I'm sorry, friends. You look like you're going into the afterlife. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm kind of so done with this. I'm, I might, I, it might be time for it. Yeah, there you go. So 
I'm just gonna hold like this for a second. That's what, just until I make my point. Yeah. So, um, shit, I totally lost my point because it's like no. Again, so we're talking about the uh, voting machines. Oh, the voting we're machines. Talking, yeah. So what's crazy is um, there was actually some footage. I want to say it was done in sixty uh, a sixty minutes um, mm-hmm. episode where you see someone go in and you you they actually had video of the machine. Mm-hmm saying a name i want to say it was john Kerry. i think um the person did not vote for john Kerry, and it was automatic there and there was a couple a couple of them that had done that and this is where it starts to get kind of scary because now are we are we distrusting our government enough to where that's that's kind of what we're doing or mm-hmm. or uh again is there some are 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 they really just that deep in thought where they can kind of pre- they predict this? It's not, not like Batman. It's almost uncanny. It really is. It really because is. They, I mean, this was uh, the faulty voted machine episode was in 2008. The claim, of course, by Donald Trump and uh, his side of his campaign was, uh, of course, in 2020. So this, of course, preceded at this by 12 years, Jay. So again, you know, we're talking about something that, uh, you know, uh, has changed the course of, of course, history now because of all the things that are coming out now, uh, you know, literally about, you know, indictments and things like that, that nature, all because of these voting machines, supposedly, you know, or the stolen election, supposedly. So very interesting how they, they, they predicted that. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, again, that, that one was one of the ones that was a little bit more uh, disconcerting because of this, the scary accuracy in which they predicted how mm-hmm. it would go. Yep. Absolutely. All right, let's get into number eight. Uh, Disney Fox merger, Jay. This is another one, weird one, too. Um, 1998, in the episode When You Dish Upon a Star, uh, season 10, episode 5, aired in November 1998. A 20th century Fox sign is shown with an A division of Walt Disney Company written underneath. The prediction came true in 2017 when Disney acquired first uh, 21st century Fox. So, Jay, uh, again, uh, 17 oh my god 19 the years later entertainment company in the world is buying shit up wow shocker <laughs> i don't know jay this one i think is actually uh, 20th century fox was i think i don't think people predicted that i don't think that that was something that no that most people didn't predict honestly no i i think and the reason why i don't think most people predict uh, would have predicted it is because i don't think anybody would ever seen Nobody was really. Fo- nobody could have predicted really how um, individual entertainment would be so a la carte as it is today. Uh, when you think about it from that term, when you think about the fact that everybody streams, you and I have completely different Netflix algorithm homepages, which means that while you and I have the exact same. Netflix and we're paying the exact same monthly for that Netflix, which uh, if I know you and I is, is nothing because we both see that from other people. Um, <laughs> but it has things on there. They're completely different because of the things that I've watched as opposed to things that you watch, the AI mm-hmm. has learned what you and I like to watch. So it's taking things that are kind of like it and saying, here, you might like this, which is very sweet of it. I, I, mm-hmm. I want to add in very, very kind uh, that mm-hmm. offers us things that we might like. And sometimes I do. Right. Uh, and sometimes I don't. So, <laughs> but you, you very easily think to the very largest company. I mean, Disney 
has been the largest entertainment company forever. Uh, I mean, there's a epic rap, rap battle where he talks about owning everything, and that was well before um, the the Fox Disney merger. It right. it really was only a matter matter of time before such a large entertainment entity started buying up things like that. I mm-hmm. think just kind of like uh, like PGA and like pro sports, we have to be careful in what what you allow to be bought. Right. Oh, absolutely. But again, why, how would you even think of something like that maybe 12 years earlier? Like, again, and then be that deliberate about it, saying that it's a product. I mean, they could have said, you know, you know, 20th, 21st Century Fox got bought out by FGM or, you know, Paramount or, you know what I mean? Any of those other Amazon, let's just say, or Netflix. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Okay. They were pretty spot on. Yeah. Let's Let's come at this from a different angle. What's my favorite car, William? Mustang. Uh, what is a Mustang, William? Is it a, a classic American sedan? car? Is it a classic American car? Is it an SUV? Is it a pickup truck? Is it a, a gasoline or is it electric? So all those things now. <laughs> exactly. Right. Everybody yeah. gets mad because the Mach E is an electric Mustang. Well, by gum, Mustangs aren't electric. Well, but what are we all doing? We're all pissing and moaning and talking about the fact that this thing that is called a Mustang shouldn't be called a Mustang. When in fact, what are we doing? We're talking about this Mustang, which means that people are buying it just to piss people off. Because people are terrible. Didn't we already talk about this? So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got into that. When you say they could have said Amazon or whatever else, uh, MGM, Paramount, you name it. Yeah, they could have said it. But when, when I say premium entertainment channel mm-hmm. who is the first thing that comes to mind it's disney baby it's always disney it's been disney since we were kids it's why when you got that one day every year that they gave you that 24-hour check it out period so you could beg your parents to buy the disney channel which they never did because that shit was too expensive i was told remember that shit on sunday yeah. sunday night what was it the disney uh it, it was Sunday night movie or whatever it was. It was called? over. It was over the summer. It yeah. was over the summer. They would do a twenty-four hour period. They would start early in the morning with the classic uh, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, right. old right. school. Old school. And they would right. go into a couple of their better and uh, semi-animated live-action movies, and they would finish off with some of their biggest, newest blockbusters that had just gone to video, gone to VHS to be specific, Lion King or whatever. Exactly. And you would sit there all day and -hmm. just think, God, that's the magic of Disney. And you can imagine being at the park and enjoying the food. It it invokes (laughs) such a visceral reaction because it really is magic to you. It really you really believe in all that. So when you say that Disney is going to be a big enough company to buy out any other entertainment envy, that doesn't surprise me. It doesn't shock me. to me, that just, yeah, okay. We throw our money at Disney. The only thing that's going to buy Disney is going to be Apple. And that's because Apple, Apple, we don't need to throw our money at Apple. Apple's like, hey, 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 hey. This is new. You're going to like it better. We're just going to take your money and give it to you. There you go. Right. Like, no, you're right. You're right. That's what they do. Yeah. They're but dry. Disney, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, again, uh, again, it was a good prediction. I, I see that as a solid prediction. Um, let's go to number nine. Nobel Prize. 
winner uh, in Millhouse of Sand and Fog season 17, episode three. This is more of a cute one, Jay. This one uh, yeah. wasn't really more of a prediction, but just kind of like a nod to, you know, an episode earlier uh, that was aired in September of 2005 at school. On a signboard is shown as a Nobel Prize Academy in 2010, a Bengali economist, Abjit Banjri, who attended the Nobel Prize ceremonies dressed as Millhouse, of course, won the Nobel Prize in, in economic sciences. So that's uh, a good, nice little nod to The Simpsons. Uh, I think that was cute. So not so much a prediction, but just a nod, of course. Uh, let's get into number 10, Jay. Uh, there's really not much to say about number nine. Uh, the Siege of the Capital, uh, New Kids on the Bleach. Season 12, episode 14, aired in February 2001. The episode features a scene where Bart and his friends perform at a halftime show in the background. There's an image of the Capitol with the, cap uh, the caption reading, Europe puts the Capitol in Washington, D.C. The image resembles the Capitol being stormed during this January 6th, 2021 riot in Washington, D.C. Uh, Jay, let's say you on this one. Yeah, this is another one of those weird ones, man. This is one 20 years early. It's, it's a bit, yeah, I and none of us would have ever thought that the Capitol could have been stormed the way it was Siege, in January right? 6th. And, and a lot of us no. a lot of us still question if it was uh I, I just an all-out siege or if it was a elaborately oh, staged <laughs> ruse. We start breaking windows, bro. <laughs> That's called the siege. <laughs> we start going into things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. William. Yeah. William. Yeah. William. <laughs> William. But, <sighs> brother. Yes. You are very yes, smart. You're a smart man. You're a smart man. Mm -hmm. Uh, in fact, between the two of us, I would say that you're the smarter one of us. Uh, when he talks about all these things that we're doing and how we're growing, uh, I like to point out the fact that he does all the actual heavy lifting, and I just kind of come on here after smoking a little Chiba and make some bad jokes. So, <laughs> with that being said, okay, you're far too smart to be that gullible. Mm. So, you. it if you want to make something look like it's real, you're going to break the windows. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're if you're supposed to be there to make it as real as possible, especially if you're there supporting something that makes you feel like you're part of something when normally you might not be part of something and have that feeling, you're going to protect that sense of self with every bit of, of everything you can. So, you know, you might even shoot people. It's possible. Uh, by that control and a, ultra? That, does, that doesn't make it a siege. What it makes it is terribly disconcerting on our social mental health and what the fuck is going on with our country. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, you're right. Uh, again, a great fucking prediction 20 years um, earlier, Jay. Uh, crazy. It's crazy. crazy. Um, all right. Let's get into number 11. Um, this one is also another crazy one. The Ebola yeah, outbreak. Um, Season 9, Episode 3, Lisa Sachs, um, aired October 19, 1997 in an episode primarily set in 1990. Marge attempted to cheer up a forlorn Bart with a reading of Curious George and the Ebola virus. <laughs> there I mean, we go, Jay. read that. Right, yeah, yeah. That's just right there on the, on the, on the, the counter right there. Uh, though the disease had existed before the episode, Ebola had its largest outbreak on record in 2014 and 2015, affecting more than just a curious little monkey, of course, Jay. Uh, here we go, Jay. 1997, uh, predicting Ebola. 
being a boy between between 96 and 99 they were really on their shit weren't they They were yeah they were on some fucking psychic shit during that time no apparently apparently they were all hooked up with Dion warwick and such this like yeah, something or that one lady from jamaica call me now that one remember her i do Miss Cleo. <laughs> i'll give you a free yeah there you go i'll give you a free reading remember her <laughs> call me now i tell you about the romance of the future and how uh, to protect jamane yeah and she had like the green screen in the background and yeah. like incense yeah it was always what? tropical in the background <laughs> yeah Miss Cleo. Fucking Miss Cleo. yeah Fucking uh Cleo. so ebola virus jay the ebola what well, and so this is one of those ones definitely it it's crazy people yes, forget the about the ebola virus people yeah forgot. yeah 100 100 and it's it's nasty and there's been a couple outbreaks and you could kind of make the argument that it's a numbers game right population mm -hmm. is huge things like that i mean that's really the the whole thing with covid um mm -hmm. all it did was expose us to just how fast a really nasty uh chemical or biological warfare item could be spread Absolutely. um i mean it because it's spread, and there was nothing we do you, i remember watching it spread on the news um so you could say that with its numbers again but to be so specific with the ebola that's where it gets tricky uh mm -hmm. they picked something out that was kind of on the fringe uh mm -hmm. and turned out to it turned out to have a big second coming didn't it yeah it sure did sure did uh so yeah again another uh just uh another very, very accurate prediction, Jay. Um, you know, talking about 10, 20 years, you know, prior, being able to come up with the stuff. Um, let's get to number 12, Whacking Day. Um, aired April 29, 1993. The holiday, which uh, involved killing as many snakes as possible, slittered its way into the real world in 2013. Of course, here, Jay, we know we're residents of Florida. The Python Challenge is an annual event where people wade into the Florida Everglades to thin the population of innovations, Burmese python species, who's, uh, that's, yeah, that's me, uh, whose overpopulation endangers the diverse native ecosystem. So, yeah, Jay, um, 1993 all the way to 2013. <laughs> 20 yeah. maybe, I don't know. Hey, maybe. All right. I don't know. But so I, I remember going through this when we were kids and in school and talking about inv invasive species. Right. Um, and I remember the guys coming from Gumbo Limbo. Oh, and I yeah. remember they had this python. Mm -hmm. Its head. It's huge. This big, man. It was <laughs> It was four times the size of my head. And I remember we all got to go up and hold it. And it took right. all of us together to yep. hold this thing. And I remember I got the head. Because, um, you know, my luck. Mm-hmm. So I'm holding this thing's head and it's looking at me. And in my mind, I'm like, if this thing decides to chomp down, I'm done. Mm -hmm. So even back then, and, and we're talking that was 92, right? 91, right? Uh, they were already talking about how pythons were had been released in the Everglades, other from uh, weather destroying black market holding cells or from people flushing them, not realizing how big they got or how hard they were to take care of and just releasing to the wild, expecting nature to kind of do its thing. Uh, mm -hmm. What they didn't realize was that nature actually was only going to turbocharge what they were uh, and take them from pretty uh, efficient killing machines that would crush you with every breath and every motion 
to apex predators that are doing it to alligators and caiman, and that is crazy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we have to go out there and kill them because they're invasive. Yeah, absolutely. It's a job that needs to be done. And you were the man to do it. That's right. <laughs> You're damn right, Jay. Well, I mean, uh, this brings a good wrap up for tonight, Jay. I mean, we've gone through 12 different, you know, examples. There's plenty more. Uh, for example, the, the prediction of Game of Thrones scene in 2017, The Simpsons aired a clip where the family's watching the dragon destroy a city. And then literally two years later, the Game of Thrones comes out with the exact same scene of the dragon destroying the city. Um, there's that. Um, there's a prediction of JCPenney going out of business and an episode airing in 2006, which it uh, obviously foreshadowed uh, the company going out of business in 2020. Um, then obviously there's the prediction of the death of Queen Elizabeth which on an episode uh, aired in 2009 uh, predicted the death of the queen uh, where there's a scene of her laying in her casket and you can see the years uh, that are on top saying 1926 to 2022, which that's when she died. So Jay, again, I mean, what do you, <laughs> where do we go from here? I mean, do we just stay? I mean, is the Simpsons a show that we have to keep on the air now for, for, for prediction's sake? Well, I, again, I think the question is, in a lot of these instances, how much of it is art influencing reality and society, and how much of it is them predicting the future uh, because they have a crystal ball? My guess is that with a lot of it, especially when it comes to the entertainment portions, it, it really is them being so influential and being what they are. Uh as opposed to something nefarious or scary or, or magical or supernatural. I, there's, there are a couple that, that, just that are disconcerting. Yeah. Just Especially with the, that, the, the length of time, like 20 years, you're talking about 20 years. That's a long time. 17, long 20 time. years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yep. yeah, it's hard to predict that. So again, Jay, uh, that's a great wrap up for tonight. I, I get, I hope you guys really enjoyed that. There's so many more examples Go ahead. I, I just, you know, implore you guys to go ahead and do your own um, research GTS. and uh, look up. Yeah, yeah. GTS. Google that shit. Google that shit. Uh, I mean, it, it's amazing what you'll find. Like again, there's so many examples of this. Why I don't know. I, I can't answer that. Me and Jay can answer that question for you. Why we don't know, but they have predicted a lot of crazy shit that's happening in our society. Um, so. Uh, big ups to the Simpsons. So uh, that's a good wrap for tonight, Jay. Um, again, I just want to let everybody know where they can listen to the podcast. Go to darkbridgeradio.com. You can go there and listen to all our stuff and see everything that we post on a daily basis. Uh, anything else for tonight, Jay, before we say goodnight? Uh, friends, let's let's keep in mind that uh, the, the Earth is not as big as it used to be. Let's keep in mind that everybody's got Flat. something they're going through. It's not flat. And there's no Sasquatch. There's no Sasquatch? No. And there's no Sasquatch. No water babies? I, I, I had that. Hey, man. Hey. That's, hey, man, that's, that's a whole other funny. thing. Yeah. That's, a that's whole not even funny, thing. man. That's not even funny. Because, you know, yeah. Because you're 100% right. Okay? Water yeah, babies. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay? There babies. is no Sasquatch. And let's just pray there are no water babies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're absolutely right about that. <laughs> I'm with you on that. But go ahead, Jay. I'd be screwed. Be nice. <laughs> that's the that's do it. Just attitude and effort. If you keep a positive attitude and you give maximum effort and you treat people decently, everybody be okay. I promise. 
There you go. Good set of better myself, Jay. Thanks so much for joining us again in another edition of Dark Fringe Radio. Again, we uh, uh, thank you guys for doing the same as well. Please continue to like and share all our stuff, and we'll see you guys again next week for another edition of Dark Fringe Radio.